I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Welcome to Heroes 3, the bi-weekly podcast where three friends explore the best, worst, and everything in between in the world of Asian cinema. This week, we are taking a look at 1996's Police Story 4 First Strike, or Jackie Chan's First Strike. And this is the conclusion to our four-part series looking at the Police Story movies. And we'll get into some of the later Police Story movies probably at the end of this, but this is... I really, really enjoyed this movie. The one thing awesome. I'd say about it, it doesn't really feel like it doesn't feel like a conclusion. It just feels like another police story mm-hmm. movie, right? Yeah, for sure. I've heard that some people kind of even have a difficult time kind of looking at it as a proper police story movie. But that could just be because of really how consistent and kind of serialized the first three films feel. I, I would say by normal kind of Hong Kong standards, this is a pretty tight, pretty tight sequel. But yeah, there's mm-hmm. no sense in this movie that this is you know, perhaps the end of an era. And likely they didn't really think that it would be the end of an era. They definitely didn't know that this would be kind of the last appearance of Uncle Bill, for instance. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, one of those unfortunate things none of us can predict. But um, Mm -hmm. yeah, when Jackie would kind of return to the brand name years later, it would be a a very different world and a different Hong Kong for sure. And yeah, I definitely. I do think this kind of continued the trajectory that Supercop was already heading towards, where it's like kind of moving away from a centralized like Hong Kong situational like action film, and it's broadening into this worldwide thing, and this escalates that even further. And you also kind of see Jackie's trajectory as like a star. So in this film, sure. you kind of see him. He's almost like. Um, Ah, he's almost like a cartoon character of himself by now, you know, like mm-hmm. whereas Police Story, the first movie is so serious and gritty, where this one's yeah. very comical in a lot of ways. And even it the is. dangerous situations seem kind of comical in how Jackie's yeah. put in it. You know, he's like a James Bond, but almost like <laughs> a like a Mr. Magoo in James Bond's yeah. role in, in some of these sequences. But but also um, sort of yeah. like the village hero where like everybody yeah. knows who he is. You know, I kind of think this is the tone that actually Jackie was striving for for years. And I think so, I too. Think, I think this kind of period, like the post-Rumble in the Bronx kind of era, those few years, I think that's kind of a demonstration of Jackie's Jackie's ethos. Like this is this is he's really kind of putting into into practice what he's kind of always dreamed of uh yeah doing this is yeah. I, I feel like this is the jackie chan that when i you know before we start this podcast this is the jackie chan that i pictured in my head mm. like the whole awesome. the action and comedy being like perfectly intertwined in a lot of ways and like the way that he physically looks and like it reminds me of you know growing up watching his more his western movies like like shanghai noon and stuff like that sure so that was so that's definitely nice to to see you know kind of that this progression over time yeah because that's you gotta remember this was filmed and released in hong kong in 96 released in america in 97 and the original police story was what 84 so we've covered a full decade looking at these movies and you know a lot a lot happened in 
in Jackie Chan's career over yeah. those 10 years. Yeah. yeah it seems that, like maybe that, the most dramatic change was between Police Story 2 and 3, probably, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And easily. also we have, you know, a change of director, and Edward Tang is uh, back again. And that's that's perhaps a big part of, like, kind of the tonal the tonal difference and uh, more of a focus on sort of international appeal and also international setting, like you were like you were saying. Yeah. Sure, sure. You said Edward Tang, Stanley Tong. Oh, sorry, Stanley Tong. Right. Yeah, Edward Tang is like actually was not a part of this movie, but he had yeah. he had sort of written the treatments of the first That's three right. movies. Yeah. Right, right, right. And yeah, Jackie's kind of broad appeal, where it, you know he wanted to make a movie that was for everyone. Like anyone can watch this movie and have a great time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. This is definitely a little more uh, family friendly. Makes it sound bad, but it definitely is more. You know, it's almost it's more kind of goofy, big action. Like it's not about not about drugs and there aren't as many, you know, like super violent situations. Like I feel like I don't know if this got an R, but I could definitely see getting a PG-13. Yeah, like it wasn't it definitely isn't as violent as some of the other stuff we've seen. Well, and it's Mm -hmm. really great as like a movie of its era. I I think a lot of the other not only Hong Kong films, but uh, some of the Japanese movies we've looked at also. Um, sometimes it'll seem like maybe there's a little bit of delay uh, in terms of like Western style or trends in like that cinema and how it might appear in some of the Asian cinema. But this this just feels like a kind of quintessentially 90s sort of tone where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, there's danger, there's violence, but it's kind of for kicks and everything's going to be OK. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I don't know, I think you could kind of position this next to three ninjas or something like that like in your sleepover yeah. if you're like a kid growing up in the 90s <laughs> sure yeah. or something like i think of like a saturday afternoon or sunday afternoon when you're home and you turn the tv on and oh you know jackie chan's first strike oh, totally, i'm totally. watching this you know yeah. there's no way i'm not going to be watching this right now so yeah. this fits right and in with that the part that makes it really easy to watch is that this movie is breezy like yeah. like 88 minutes from from opening credits to the end of the closing credits. Mm-hmm. It is a it is a quick ride. Yeah, and it's a pretty tight film and I think uh Oh yeah. I uh I know you watched the Hong Kong version as well, so yeah. I think we'll probably get into some of the the differences, but mm-hmm. um yeah, breezy in terms of tone and um it kind of, I don't know, this is a it's a really great kind of double feature if you were to watch this with Supercop. Uh, it's mm-hmm. kind of lacking the the duet that you have in in that film, and it's maybe lacking yeah. a little bit of some of the dramatic stakes. But it also has arguably a lot more kind of like on the fight choreography side of things, and maybe like even some on of like the kind of the humor side of things. Incredible, yeah. Putting those two together, it's great. That's the big thing is that it's a lot funnier than Supercop. Like, there's a lot more comedy, and there's a lot more. Not just action and comedy, but at comedy in you know the choreography, which I always appreciate because that's what Jack Chan does best. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah. Well, it's cool because like Super Cop was a first for Jackie in that it was like a sync sound movie, and mm-hmm. um, at least in our little arc here of these four films, this is the first time that we're really hearing Jackie speaking in English on set. Mm-hmm. You know, from the first, pretty much the first words he he says in the movie. So. Uh, yeah, it's you can tell that Stanley Tong and Jackie they're they're really th- aware of their international audience and they're trying to cut down on that delay between the Hong Kong release and the American release as much as 
as much as possible and mm. really trying to to make this kind of a viable a viable film where it won't seem heavily dubbed and for the most part it i think they i think they nail it i mean there's some dubbing that they might have to do uh because of you know in the same way any hollywood movie would like adr because of loud noises on set or something like that yeah, yeah. um and then there might there's actually a little bit of like overdubbing of actors kind of like uh in you know like star wars and empire strikes back how they like dubbed the yep. british guys with uh, american with voices american it doesn't always kind of line up but for the most part this is i don't think audiences would really flinch or, or even really notice notice much of that's it. that is probably the biggest difference between the hong kong version and the jack chance for strike version is the languages and we'll get into more specific examples once we get into the movie but the big that's the big difference is that you'll hear whenever Jackie's talking to the FBI agents he's talking in English and whenever he's talking to the Russian people he has to get a translator to help him because they're speaking in Russian uh, whenever he's talking to Uncle Bill then they're both talking in Cantonese and here's the the best part whenever they're in Australia and they're talking to Australian people it's those actual you know Australian actors they probably you know hired in Australia just doing their own voices oh, yeah. Me, I'm the window cleaner. Window cleaner? No. No. When you... Instead of being dubbed over by an American trying to do an Australian accent. Yeah. <laughs> For you. Me, I'm the window cleaner. Window cleaner? Right, you gotta be joking! Which, yeah. which you definitely notice later in the movie. Yeah, a lot of the foreign accents are really... A- I dubbing the kind of the top. The, yeah they're pretty it it almost seems like an anime dub to me <laughs> in some points so no, that's I, totally I mean fair yeah I've, I'm used to it so you know I've seen this movie a bunch of times but but watching it for the podcast and taking notes and stuff yeah the the dub voices become very apparent as you watch the movie but yeah yeah it's it's no big deal it's just it's just a thing that you kind of have to accept. I I'm not as familiar with Police Story Four uh, First Strike, so I definitely am gonna check that out after after we do this show. Well, I say it's about time that we jump right into the movie. So let's take a look at the back of the VHS. I was I was actually, you know, I really love that Peter Cullen does the narration for the trailer. The trailer, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> would you? I mean, we could just use like the audio from the trailer if i don't know it's probably like a minute long or something like that right the cold war is over but a new battle has begun a terrorist regime is now the head of the new russian mafia has stolen the technology all units stand by the enemy has arrived to start a nuclear war and there is only one weapon powerful enough Stop it. Now, Jackie Chan fights for the world for the first time in his biggest action film ever. first strike so the start of this movie this movie wastes no time like it as soon as the opening credits are done within the first five minutes we know 
Jackie has to trap this person in Ukraine, and then he does it. That happens in the first five minutes of the movie, and then, <laughs> right. and then you're just in it. Well, and the very opening is maybe what feels like the most police story to me, which is that we're in uh, a police station or, or something equivalent, like giving some kind of briefing. It's like, yeah, that ties yeah. us back to the original. It does two feel the most like, and, like the other ones. And it's kind of cool. It's like, it seems like we're, we're kind of catching the story somewhere in the middle. Jackie already has some kind of existing relationship with the CIA, which is, yeah, it's pretty cool. Not something we've yeah. seen before in these movies. This is a big, this is definitely one of the first noticeable differences between the two versions, is that in both of them, the CIA agent, he speaks in English in both of them, but the actor who dubs him is a lot better than the actor who's performing <laughs> him. <laughs> Whoa. So, like, nice. he'll be saying the exact same lines, but he, it, you know, it sounds a lot more like a professional actor in the dubbed first strike version welcome to the ukraine wow this is commander corda department of security nice to meet you did you find anything no uh, but she went to the toilet seven times here's the timetable she didn't talk to anyone thanks jackie you're done we'll take over from here as opposed to just you know some you know probably some stunt guy that they got <laughs> gotcha. to, to do is jackie welcome to the ukraine wow this is Commander Korda, Department of Security. Nice to meet you. Did you find anything? No, uh, but she went to the toilet seven times. Here's the timetable. She didn't talk to anyone. Thanks, Jackie. You're done. We'll take over from here. <sighs> That's so fun. Well, yeah. so, so it kind of took two, like, yeah, two actors to realize this character. Mark, <laughs> right? Mark, right? Is that his name? Yeah. Mark. Yeah. Who even knows? Um, <laughs> Yeah, but they're saying that they that Jackie needs to track this woman who's going into the Ukraine. Or not it's not the Ukraine. I, I got corrected for this. The Ukraine is what it was called whenever it was part of the Soviet Union, but now it's just called Ukraine. Ooh, yeah, it's like ooh. Justin Timberlake always... like told him cut out the the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. So Yeah, totally. Yeah, he's tracking a woman. Her name is Latasha As Jackie Chan says. Jackie can't like pronounce her last name. Her name is Latasha Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's that's a funny thing having you know, seeing Jackie Chan being kind of the weird foreigner that doesn't know the names. You know, I feel like usually you see it, you know, the white guy in China or Japan or something that doesn't know it. So, yeah. And this is I mean, this is like what we love about Jackie, right? He, he's the first uh, he's the first person on the crew to find a way to make fun of himself and mm-hmm. kind of fold it into the movie. Yeah. And again, this begins the whole this whole movie in the movie's even aware of this, that Jackie is almost James Bond <laughs> and down to you know she's he's tracking this attractive female russian you know spy and lots of snow and kgb people and stuff it's very you know very 007 in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. jackie thinks that his job's done at this point because he's like yeah i tracked her i know where she is and i'm going but then she gets like kidnapped by this other russian group or, or ukrainian group i guess and he starts this great chase sequence where he follows them to like this. Uh, I mean, it well, all happens pretty quick. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it all happens pretty first quick. First follows them to this almost like 
it's like castle, castle mansion. Thing. Yeah, it's really thing. foggy and kind of dreary. And it's interesting, like this whole part of the movie, Jackie's kind of just like clocking in some overtime hours for the CIA, and they're they're <laughs> kind of asking too much of him. But I really uh-huh. like how it just kind of gradually ramps up, and Jackie's character is, you know, a really good sport about it all the time. But yeah, Mark is, is kind of not appreciating him enough, which is <laughs> kind of a, I don't yeah. know. There's a cool level of humor to that. But yeah, so Jackie pretty much he just had to track this woman uh, to Ukraine and. When he gets there, he notices some more suspicious activity after what, you know, his job should be done. So he contacts the CIA and lets them know that uh, he saw her getting uh, basically, he doesn't know if she got kidnapped or whatever, but she makes a phone call to somebody that she knows and uh, wires being tapped. And immediately after that, she's kind of whisked away in a military caravan and um, he starts to tail them. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what leads to this kind of castle or church or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And um, she's actually there to meet what seems to be her lover. So we've got kind of this like intrigue he's, going and on. And he's got these, this like Fabio, like beautiful golden locks yeah. of hair. Yeah, the, the golden hair kind of threw me off. <laughs> it's a little yeah. kind of silly. And, Especially because, uh, I don't know, we can kind of, because we've already seen this actor, uh, uh, Jackson Lau in uh, Fist of Legend. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel like you can kind of, rec- if you're familiar with the actor, you kind of recognize him pretty pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, the blonde wig's a little little funny. <laughs> a little funny. Yeah. yeah, it's really over the top. Um, so, yeah, he, he ends up tailing them and um, he ends up stowing away in the back of a van. Uh, chasing him because um, he's kind of making this shady deal with some kind of military officials and you can tell that there's money involved and there's uh, like nuclear weapons involved as well so the stakes seem pretty high and uh, Mm -hmm. Jackie's wrapped up in this and he ends up hopping in the back of a van and that's when he notices the man discarding his blonde wig and yeah, he just flops it on the ground yeah and they arrive at a ski resort the yeah. the thing that i kind of really like is jackie chan's kind of like fish out of water situation he's in this <laughs> yeah. russian country or you know this european country and he's trying to communicate to the cia agents giving them information <laughs> but he has no grasp on the language yeah. or anything like that right. so yeah That's there's right. a, whenever he's reading off the sign he's yeah. like oh it's a c i k well, it's like a backwards forwards k yeah <laughs> and and it's yeah jackie um you know saying this in his like kind of broken english to the cia mm-hmm. agent and yeah him describing like cyrillic lettering is really funny yeah, right. it's really good <laughs> <laughs> and I'm and sure I also, that stuff played really well, like for the Hong Kong audiences, like mm-hmm. in a similar yeah. way, like when we were watching Wheels on Meals, like kind of calling out some of like the cultural elements, um, in a way that it, maybe like a little more overt than than we'd expect in a Western movie, but tons of fun. Yeah, and especially in this sequence, whenever because he's just got a cell phone and he'll call them and report to them any updates in the situation. But it's so funny to me because he gives these kind of really broad like descriptions like oh he's in this place now and all the cia agents and the the russian <laughs> agents they're working they know yeah. exactly what he they means go, oh by yeah that. i know where that oh, is Let's that's go. The, at this place it's like really yeah. <laughs> yeah that is one thing in the hong kong version this is some of the scenes here are a little more extended but they really don't add that much it's just him be like i like i see a street sign but i don't know how to read it and mm-hmm. That's a that's another reason why watching these two is interesting because I do so much editing stuff 
it's really interesting seeing just you know the same exact movie being edited in a in a slightly different way mm. Also, it's worth noting, these snow scenes were shot in in a resort that's actually in Victoria, Australia, Ooh, called wow. uh, Falls Creek Alpine Resort. It actually calls it out specifically in the credits of the movie. Oh, so I'm not great. sure if that's all of the scenes, including like the, the you know, where he gets a snowmobile and stuff, but, but definitely all the scenes where they're, you know, skiing on and snowboarding on the slopes of themselves. Oh, so. Good yeah. pull, Matthew. Nice. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, they did a great but, and, job of like sort of regionalizing it for. Yeah, yeah, and putting up the signs that you know are in Hess Russian. I'm really bad about it's Cyrillic. Though. I mean the Cyrillic uh, alphabet, but I, yeah. I don't know if the language is different. I'm really bad about that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, but Jackie gets this. Uh, it's worth noting he, he's freezing because he wasn't. It wasn't as cold where he first landed, but as he they go up to this ski resort. It's, you know, it's way colder, but he just has a normal shirt and like a little sweater vest on and he buys this little seal hat, like a hat that looks like <laughs> a seal. And so throughout all this, these next action sequences, he has his goofy little seal hat on. Yeah, it's too good. And that's that's one of my favorite little visual bits is whenever he's oh, pops so his head above this oh, yeah. these rocks and looks back and forth, but it looks like it's the seal kind of looking back <laughs> it's and forth. Really cool. I'll definitely make I'll definitely make a gif of that. Yeah, mm. that's totally gifable. So he tracks down where the deal is going to go down, and they go to this little cabin. And this is. This fun little first sequence, and this definitely feels, and it feels kind of James Bondy to me. Oh, totally. yeah, a whole, yeah. You know, double agents, people double crossing constantly. The one Russian guy kind of looks like Jean Claude Van Damme, which was kind of interesting. Like the bigger dude with, with the glasses, glasses. Oh, yeah, with the glasses. yeah, yeah, a little bit. That's another thing that's different. His name's Jackson Choi, but in First Strike they, they constantly say Sui. <laughs> yeah, that's so weird. But Jackie and says Choi, so it's J- like... say Jackie says Choi because Jackie knows how you're supposed to actually say it, but everyone else says Sui. <laughs> but in the Hong Kong version, even the English speaking people do say Choi. Oh, that's cool. Bit. Yeah, I was kind of wondering rewatching it if some of that stemmed from the uh, what happens like right in this sequence. He's on some kind of uh, computer, like. Mm-hmm. emailing or doing some kind of like real-time messaging i guess with the person yeah. who's doing this deal with and you can see his AOL name it's messenger right and you can see his name spelled out you know like romanized t-s-u-i so yeah, mm-hmm. i was kind of wondering like, oh maybe the dubbing crew they just didn't they were know. just kind of working from that point in the movie and by the yeah, time probably. they hear jackie say choi it's like uh, a little too yeah. late and <laughs> so uh jackie gets all of the gets the cia guy and the, like the local police to come in and, and they try to raid the place but whenever they all surround the cabin then a bunch of dudes just pop out of the snow and start mowing them down yeah that's a really cool detail about the mm-hmm. like ambush squad under the snow um, mm-hmm. you see a little uh, shot of the like after Jackie runs past the shot you yeah. see like a little yeah, bump pop out little in the snow and that's really cool and then he's kind of sitting back and watching everything play out and he notices that the ambush squad's kind of starting to pop out out of the snow, and that's when everything really starts to go down. Yeah, it, it, it's really cool. It's really cool. Uh, and the the crew, the CIA guy, brings like uh, two helicopters and like two like kind of snow crawlers, but not with like them, one so. jacket for Jack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, he makes a comment. Oh, I'm so cold. You should have dressed warmer. Yeah. And he's like, Yeah, you think, <laughs> Mark. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, so the deal's going south, as like always, right? So mm-hmm. Jackie's caught in the middle of this, too. Lots of dudes started to get shot up by Uzis. Everybody's got mm-hmm. an Uzi, it seems, and everybody's got a snowmobile. So there's some yeah. really cool stunts in this sequence where uh, you'll see like a stuntman driving uh, or riding on a snowmobile, and it'll be like a jump kind of stunt or a crash yeah. stunt. And there's a pretty like crazy stunt where Jackie looks like he gets clipped like from a like a mid-air snowmobile that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I like There's a that couple a lot. Of, couple of good NGs in the uh in the at the end in the yeah. credits for this. And what I also like about those is you know there's some more distant shots uh, I guess in the sequence kind of coming up uh where you're not entirely sure like oh is that Jackie or is that maybe somebody else and mm-hmm. at least a couple of those stunts where it's like oh nope that was <laughs> that was our guy. <laughs> Yeah, and there's one of the uh, stunts in the credits where there's a stunt driver in the white outfit and he kind of yeah. hits a tree and flips forward. And then um, they show him and he gives a thumbs up and he takes his mask off. And it almost looks like it's Stanley Tong. I couldn't really I confirm. It looked, I thought it looked like Stanley Tong also. And I think yeah. there's, I'm trying to remember, but there's another moment in like the NGs where it looks like Jackie's upset about this yeah. injury mm-hmm. and it looks like he's kind of mad at stanley and i think stanley was maybe wearing that kind of outfit so i don't know i'd have to rewatch it but. Mm. yeah yeah and there's some like explosive stunts too where there's yeah, uh, the enemy they, they helicopter should at the, yeah yeah where they shoot the missile at yeah. the good guys helicopters and, and those actually do do that twice yeah those stunts look pretty crazy because when yeah. you see the helicopter get hit it almost looks like there are for real people in those helicopters yeah so i wonder how they did that it's it's pretty Mm -hmm. crazy but yeah you've got like the mountainside kind of james bond like Mm -hmm. snow like chase that's really cool jackie ends up like getting like a snowboard and he's got the the case like the the precious case that everyone's after yeah 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 so there's i like when he first uh, when he first got the snowboard it's it's sort of like shown in this kind of throwaway like way where uh the ski instructor is like oh do you want skis you want a snowboard he's like uh snowboard sure and he's like have you ever done this before it's like no it's it's, (laughs) i don't know it's really nice kind of context you know jackie's the king at uh, seeming to be in a situation that he's like unfit for and then mm-hmm. making it out like a hero and it all kind of adds to it. And even if there are some doubles for some of the, some of the more distant shots on the snowboard, uh, Jackie's doing some incredible stuff here. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So I, not, not only yeah. him, but the, you know, the enemy like soldiers yeah. in the white outfits, there's like a pair of them in skis and they're Dropping doing some crazy the jumps. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Amazing. It's really cool, really cool. Yeah. I've only gone skiing a couple of times, and honestly, I didn't really have much fun. But I don't <laughs> know, have you guys like I, done I, much I skiing? I've I, I've done it a bit. I, I was I don't think ever really that good. <laughs> but also, there weren't any like helicopters or. <laughs> Um, there weren't no like guys, no guys popped out of the snow to start <laughs> yeah. shooting at you. No Uzis to motivate your, your <laughs> travel down a hill. <laughs> well, here's yeah. something that's probably more applicable to you guys than to me is uh, Jackie. Then uh, he jumps onto a helicopter that gets blown up and um, falls into this partially frozen lake. Yeah, and uh, he—that's oh, right—he gets one of the. One of the bodies that's in it gets the guys to shoot the body, so the blood comes out. So they think they shot him. Yeah, it's pretty which crazy. Is kinda, which is kind of raw. That's, and that uh, shot, that underwater shot's amazing. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. clearly Jackie like diving under this. Yep. First of wow. many amazing underwater shots in this movie. 
Yeah. yeah, but yeah, really the the drop, the shot of him dropping from the helicopter down into the water. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yeah. And it's a nice and... like linkage from Supercop like hanging on a helicopter and um Yeah. I don't know, it feels like there's a little bit of a nod there and uh, then kind of putting that to bed. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And so he lands in the frozen lake and whenever he gets out, he's freezing cold. And the first thing I was thinking is I haven't lived in a place where lakes freeze over especially often. But Marty, you grew up in the land of lakes, and <laughs> I'm sure they freeze pretty often. So well, what and- uh, what should Jackie have done whenever he caught out of the water there? Oh, man. I mean, he doesn't have, because he doesn't have too many options. I mean, Carlos's land definitely has a lot of lakes, too. So Yeah. Um, I If I were to fall into an icy lake... I'd be done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, give up. it's Save tough me. because they, I mean, I've heard that, uh, that it can be, you know, it can be really bad for your body having like the wet, cold clothes on you. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, Rip your clothes off. wet on. clothes and then but there's, but run it's over also, to that crash helicopter and get some warmth. But depending oh, yeah, on how fire. cold it is, it can actually be physically dangerous to have exposed skin yeah. under certain temperatures too so it's a tough it's a tough situation it's a tough call the uh, way that's a, shot too yeah. like with him coming out of the water it's super sad yeah yeah <laughs> it's shot they so really sad. linger on it it's like yeah. i feel mm-hmm. like stanley kind of improvised in the moment and like i'm not sure if jackie is like leaning into it like mm-hmm. acting a little bit or if it's mm-hmm. re- he's really just frozen and in pain but yeah re-watching the movie that shot really stands out it's like yeah. oh well, boy the drama of this thing yeah, but it's a really fun, uh, you know, big set piece to kind of set the tone for the movie. So the scene fades out, and this is another difference in the Hong Kong version. There's a very quick shot where you see these two trucks driving down to Jackie uh-huh. at the lake. So it kind of lets you know a little more. Like, obviously, you know in the next scene that he's fine, mm. but but it just shows you, oh, there are people around that see him. He's not just gonna sit and freeze on the side of a lake he i wonder if up. that shot that we were just talking about if that would have been almost like a little too dramatic maybe for like mm. the hometown crowd yeah, maybe you know and, oh there's yeah. another thing that i wanted to mention really quick is yeah go for okay it. at least by me uh for new year's like on new year's day there's this tradition where people will like straight up jump into the icy oh, lake yeah like is that <laughs> a thing by but, you marty yeah they call it the polar plunge that's, over here. yeah that's what they call it like oh it's like polar bear or something over here mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah i've yeah. never done it no, done it myself thanks. but yeah that's um, crazy don't want to yeah. do that <laughs> Ma- yeah mad respect to anybody that's that's done yeah all the Jackie Juniors. Yeah, all the Jackie, the... all the Jackie Juniors. <laughs> I don't think there are too many frozen lakes in Hong Kong. But, yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's interesting. So yeah, the, uh, you were saying that at his like hospital bedside, there are these um, Russian intelligence officers, and so were these guys. Were these guys also dubbed? I mean, because it's clearly it's they... clearly a dubbed voice in the. Mm-hmm. In the American one, I just wasn't sure mm-hmm. if it was a different actor. Too. Yes, the guy, I th- I'm not sure if he actually is a Ukrainian or a Russian actor, but he definitely has like an actually thick, hard to understand accent, but he ah, actually, gotcha. he doesn't sound like, oh, I am from Russia, <laughs> you know, he, he sounds like a guy who's actually from Russia. Mm. Who are you? I'm Colonel Gregory Gorov of the Russian Federal National Public Безопасности. Huh? Wow, FSB for short. Not not Saturday morning cartoon Russian. <laughs> Who are you? I'm Colonel Grigory Gorov of the Russian Federal Security Bureau. 
Huh? Well, FSB for short. Zangief. Yeah, he's not Zangief. <laughs> uh, we find out that these people are part of the FSB, who is... Well, it's funny, he, like, voluntarily describes himself as, like, oh, it's, like, the new KGB. I don't think they were... Yeah, he, he says, like, we're the new that, and improved KGB. We're, we're yeah. better. It's like, do you really want to link yourself to that? Yeah. Yeah. But then it's cool, because what follows are some, like, location shots that are... It's kind of amazing that uh, mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. part of this movie. Although the only thing is, it's uh, they really get bang for their buck in the next couple sequences, like the Moscow stuff and the submarine uh, material. But it also happens so fast. There probably was another way to do this, but I don't know. It's 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 worth it because it's some incredible stuff on screen. Yeah, what they basically tell Jackie is that they're tracking Sui. Or you know, and <laughs> and they have information that's telling them that. that oh, that's sister... like how you call like a hog, right? Like on the right, farm. sure, suey. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> they're they have information letting them know that his sister is in Australia, so they want to take him to Australia to track down his sister. So he agrees to that, and he's yeah. kind of wrapped up in the middle of it, but he's also like reporting this to. Um, you know bill in hong kong so that's where we're headed next and yeah we get to see uh submarine and jackie i wonder if yeah that's that's so cool i wonder the whole like logistics of them you know what what's the submarine like how did they use it for the (laughs) movie and all this stuff yeah Yeah, it's it's really cool it's really cool to see that well and they they take advantage of it in the at the end of the film so you imagine all that was shot at the same time but probably when you're watching the movie it, it does fly by almost a a little too quick where it's and, I mean did you find it frustrating at all? or is this something that was cut out I was going to say this is something that was cut out ah. the, in the oh. Hong Kong version whenever they first get there they don't immediately go to that boardroom they first go to like this war room kind of thing where there's a big map of the world that says like how many nuclear warheads are in the world mm. and they have this whole talk about like oh there's enough active warheads in the world to destroy the world seven times and and stuff oh that's interesting because yeah later in the movie when uh jackie confronts jackson about um you know his whole situation in this he says something similar to that like you know all these countries have all these nuclear warheads like Mm -hmm. you know why should i blah 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 and i wonder if that's tied to that Mm -hmm. and you just sort of thought he was like well read or like, yeah, sure. Has an or he played, like played Metal page. Gear. I'm curious, Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> that map of the world, would you say it looked like visually impressive? Or would you say like maybe the production value was not so good? I mean I mean it looked like it looked like how you would imagine, you know, a, a war room in like a you know, an eighties kind of thing. Like it's not the super high tech screen or anything. It's very gotcha. much just you know gotcha. a the only the only thing that's coming to mind is Doctor Strange Love. That's the oh only. sure, mm-hmm. oh, right. awesome. like like kind of like that. Well, because yeah, I know um, a lot of times these nips and tucks. I mean, they've got limited options with these like localizations, right? And sometimes it's just like, ooh, I don't think that's quite pretty enough, or like you know, prime time enough, or whatever. Yeah. And also, whenever he's in the boardroom the woman that's standing next to him that kind of that talks to him briefly in it Uh she's actually a translator straight up a translator like repeating everything they're saying yeah you can totally english yeah you can totally tell that that Mm -hmm. was what was really going on and they kind of did you know like in an anime too where they take something and then kind of change the context of it to fit the dub 
these donuts are delicious. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but then that, of course, leads to him going to Australia. And whenever he gets there, he is he's living it up. Like he's in this robe talking to Uncle Bill about how they're like giving him all these, you know, all this food and all this money yeah. and all these clothes. He has a straight up koala in his hotel yeah. room that he kind of cuddles it's up with awesome. a couple of times. Standard uh, procedure when you rent a hotel in Australia, mm-hmm. you get a yeah. koala. With you get a koala. Complimentary. <laughs> and he even, and Jackie even straight up says, I feel almost like Jim's mom, except no gorgeous girls. Yeah, it's funny. And, and you see him talking to Uncle Bill and uh, standing right next to him is Ken Lo, so he switched sides yeah, again. Yeah. So now he's back on the side of good in this film. <laughs> but in in the version that I've seen, that's the only shot of him in the whole movie. Is is there any more Ken Lo in the Hong Kong version? Boy, I w- I was hunting out for him just as like a stunt performer, but yeah, I didn't notice him in any other moment either. Not that I not that I specifically noticed. Mm. There's not. I don't think there's. I think there might be a couple of extra Uncle Bill scenes that aren't in this, but they're not. Mm, okay. no, nothing that jumped out. We we also yeah. mentioned uh, Rocky Lai in the last uh, the last movie, and you definitely mm-hmm. see Rocky in a lot of the the fight sequences, and mm-hmm. it's kind of cool because he's uh, looks a little bit older and is more of like a balding kind of dude. Um, yeah. So when you see when you see that dude in like the famous ladder sequence or stuff like that, that's mm-hmm. that's Jackie's you know trusted. Uh, kind of fight yeah. buddy yeah it's great so jackie meets up with annie who works at this uh like kind of aquarium place called underwater world uh, which it turns out actually is a real place and that's actually what it's called oh, oh cool um, in and i'm pretty sure it's in brisbane a lot of this stuff was shot in brisbane hmm. or did you say brisbane or brisbane sure I don't know, so sounds sure. good to me okay. sounds good <laughs> yeah. to me too so <laughs> to eat sorry yeah <laughs> so uh, Jackie finds Annie, uh, which is Jackson Choi's sister mm-hmm. that they're trying yeah. to track down, and basically says that he's like a sworn brother. I think is what he says to Jackson, and kind of kind of talks to Annie a little bit. But then Annie says she's going to meet up with. At first, they say her father, and then they call him Uncle Seven. Later in it, it is a little back and forth, I think. But I'm guessing Uncle Seven's what everyone else calls him, but it's actually. Yeah, Andy I think Jackson's it is. Father. Yeah, yeah, I think it is their it is their dad. And I really like this uh, actress that plays Annie. Jackie said apparently mm-hmm. like that her her Cantonese was really not not very good. Um, yeah, that's what I heard too. Mm-hmm. And so it sounds like maybe it was a little possibly a little bit difficult working on set. But yeah, the camera really really likes her, and she's yeah just mm-hmm. an interesting kind of character and really sympathetic. And also, we're it's it's clearly like a different kind of era. And, jackie chan filmography um there's not really much of a sense of like an impending romance or many yeah sparks which here. i kind of like i'll be honest yeah same here um and this it's... is like what i was saying how i feel like this is like super like family friendly kind of jackie totally. chan going on he like he does he doesn't want to like kind of go in that direction with uh you know the character and especially because annie is definitely pretty pretty young mm-hmm. and you know jackie's pretty close to that. was he he wasn't quite 40 at this point but he was definitely getting close and and the person that plays annie was probably early 20s and so. jackie's hair turned this natural auburn <laughs> right i love the dye of his hair it looks i don't know i think he looks so cool yeah it's good. <laughs> but so annie says she's going to see her father in the hospital and 
whenever Jackie gets there, he drops the whole pretense of being a sworn brother and just says, hey, I'm here because I think your son has something to do with like the Russian mob and something. I want to talk to him. Yeah, and it's, it's really funny, too, because when everybody's walking into that shot, you see a doctor tending to uh, the father. And later on, you realize that that's actually uh, Jackson in disguise. Yeah, and, and yeah. You wouldn't notice that on your first viewing of the movie. No, definitely not. If you watch it a couple of times, you're like, oh, wait, mm. that's him right there. Yeah. That's and a nice um, touch. yeah, so Annie has like what seemed to be like her other brothers that are there. But this is like what you were saying, Marty, where it's Rocky Lai and the other one is Aelin, uh Sid, Yeah, who we, who also we saw, saw in the final yeah. fight yep. on the train in Supercop. Yeah. Right, right, right. And yeah, he was like, yeah, shooting rocket launchers in Supercop. But the other mm-hmm. thing that I wanted to mention that I completely forgot to mention last time was that when I was digging around uh, doing homework for Supercop, I uh, realized that he was one of the martial arts choreographers on a certain TV show starring Arsenio Hall and <laughs> Samuel Hung. Oh, nice. <laughs> really? Yeah, so he handled all the martial arts choreography. I mean, I'm assuming along with Samuel Hung for martial law. That's yeah. so cool. And I, huh. I also, yeah, I heard a little bit more about that recently, too, and that uh, Jackie was the first person that offered that show. Um, it was originally actually uh, something that Stanley Tong uh was trying to yeah he was trying to start martial law after super cop and it was gonna be a vehicle for jackie chan on television but it fell mm-hmm. through and then he talked to samuel hung and then that's how uh the show ended up happening and it was it, yeah it went for like two seasons i i mean We've i mean obviously watch martial yeah, law at some point matthew knows totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> 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 it was just it was just what I did with my brothers in Friday nights in the late nineties. Not... No, I love it. Dude, no, this is this is a badge not of honor. Super well versed. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jackie, you know, blows not blows his cover, I guess he reveals his cover. And I love whenever she walks out and Annie's all mad that, you know, he was lying to her. And she kicks him with steel toed boots on. Yeah. And like this is one there there are two parts in the movie where I saw it and I'm like, oh, that must really hurt and this is this is the first of them well you don't see it coming because uh, she's like wearing these like overalls and it seems like really low key. yeah and also you don't associate like her work at the sea world place is like needing steel toed boots or whatever so, yeah yeah it's really like <laughs> yeah. a big shocker yeah she's looking super 90s with the rolled up oh pant oh, totally, legs yeah. and the the awesome. bibs the coveralls <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're good and she has like that half shirt thing on under the cover all the, the overalls yeah it's super 90s and at this point we get to see that uh jackson actually is there and that's where we see that he has like another goofy blonde wig on is disguised as a doctor and tells uh annie to look out for a package and to take what's in the package and hide it in the safest place she can so she goes back to the underwater world and this is where we get some good underwater shots where she puts on some scuba gear goes underwater and and goes to hide it with jackie following pretty close behind it's just really cool kind of the variety of locations and like not not only in terms of countries in the film but it's like this this is the same movie where you know we were in this snow-filled ski slope snowmobile kind of vibe Mm -hmm. and to have this marine life uh shark and octopus 
world in the same movie it's <laughs> uh somehow it all hangs together uh for me but it, yeah it's just really cool the just the incredible variety that's here mm. and uh i mean this would have been kind of unfathomable um you know five or six years prior to this in like hong kong cinema you know it's like you'd have one of those things as kind of the big hook um yeah, but yeah, in first for sure. in first strike, like you go to a submarine and it's like just throw it away, you know. And yeah. It's like um, it, it kind of feels kind of like James Bond a little bit in that regard, where totally. like where like the opening is in a completely different setting than the rest of the movie. Which I was about to say, or like Indiana Jones, but Indiana Jones was inspired by James Bond in right. that kind of regard. But so. but yeah, it's definitely. I think um, we've talked a lot about like Raiders influence, and even in Supercop, maybe mm-hmm. some Last Crusade influence. But uh, I don't know. I've been thinking it'd be really cool to look at like a Spielberg influence on Jackie Chan because it's. I think it's pretty pretty pronounced, and there's a lot of <laughs> Jaws influence as we get to oh yeah. the Marine stuff in the oh, movie, yeah. which is <laughs> yeah which for is sure pretty cool. Yeah, yeah really I don't know. Cool. It's like uh, First Strike could go by many names. It's like if Pui Story One was Glass Story, it's like. Mm-hmm. First Strike, a.k.a. you know, Snow Story, a.k.a. Shark Story, a.k.a. Koala yeah. Story, a.k.a. <laughs> uh, shoulder Pad Story. We'll get to that. Those, those dudes oh, yeah. those giant suits. Oh, man. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah it would so be good. cool. You know, Jackie has that ideal wall in his office. You know, yeah. he's got to have, like, a whole section just of, like, Spielberg or James Bond, like, images. Like, no doubt that that's got to be up there. Well, and I know when uh, – I. I've got to track this down, but when the Academy gave him that honor, uh, Spielberg said some words as part of it. And there was some kind of interview where Jackie was like singling that out as like, like a dream come true. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. That's I awesome. I, I remember a long time. Probably you heard the story. First time I met Steven Spielberg. I said, wow, Steven Spielberg. Yes. What, what should I say? You know, open the door. I said, hi, Spielberg. How are you? Let me find a, the, the, the word to say something. I said, oh, can I ask you a question? How can you make a movie with a human moving camera with dinosaur together? Yeah. For me, I just, we lock the camera, we can put the dinosaur, the human, then we put the camera to, that's easy. Right. But move, yeah. this is so difficult. I said, he said, easy, Jackie, just punch, punch. Then, okay. Can I ask you a question? I said, yes. How can you from this building jump this building? I said, more easy. Rolling camera action jump hospital. (laughs) (laughs) That's how the conversation starts. We get a quick taste of the shark in this because Jackie uh, tries to go in the water to follow after Annie, but a shark literally takes a big bite at him. (laughs) Um, So Jackie earlier in the movie got like this tracker gun where like if he shoots it, then he'll shoot like a little little thing that sticks on to like someone's car to trace them and whenever he's going to follow annie uh, with this tracer he starts singing um and that's whenever jackson finds him and kind of holds him up i will follow you but i looked into it because i was curious like he's singing like an actual song song mm-hmm. like he's not oh, just yeah. kind of you know no, that was like do. a famous and if you've ever seen sister act that's like the i was about to say sister act, yeah. sister act is a song called i will follow him mm-hmm. or i'll follow you i guess depending on who's singing it 
but yeah, it's a song from like the '60s. It was written by like a. It was originally like by a. Um, it was a like, originally a French song. Composer, I think. Yeah, yeah uh, Frank, he, uh, Frank Purcell. Yeah, he originally and, made like a an instrumental song called Chariot. Yeah, and then that was adapted into a popular song yeah. that became kind of popular by uh, an artist named Little Little Peggy March. I will follow him. Follow him wherever he may go. There isn't an ocean. Yeah, in '63, and uh, yeah, that it kind of became this kind of very popular song. And I think that Jackie's actually singing a Ricky Nelson version because you know yeah. the song's kind of gendered, where it's like a woman. Yeah, like it's yeah. kind of yeah, a creepy, it's a creepy song if you really listen to it. Yeah, it's one of those. It's kind of like every breath you follow, take, where you yeah, don't, you exactly. can't really think about it too hard. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, so the Ricky Nelson version is "I Will uh-huh. Follow You." Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad you said that because whenever I try just searching it based on the lyrics that Jackie was singing, the Ricky Nelson one was the one that came up, mm-hmm. and then I looked into it more and saw that it was a little earlier than that. Yeah, there was a thing I read too about a certain version of the song being really popular in Hong Kong in like kind of like the late '60s. Uh, I was an, uh, a female artist. I think her name was like Dee Dee something. Dang, I missed it. But yeah, yeah, so that could be a reason why it's a song that he chose for the film too. So, who knows? But during this next bit, Jackson is telling Jackie to basically to take off all of his clothes. We find out later that all of his clothes are are bugged by the the Russians. But as he's taking them off, he's saying like, "Keep singing the song, so the people that are tracking him won't think that anything's up." Right and. Um, of course, there's some goofy bits where, like, as he's as <laughs> once he gets completely naked, then a bunch of people start walking by at that point. But one of the women actually like finishes the line of the song yeah. as Jackie's trying to cover himself up. Yeah, there's totally this like Australian cougar like let me fan <laughs> myself kind of thing. Kind of, um, yeah, kind of dirty old woman thing. I don't know. It's 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 really fun though. It's like um, I mean, and also crazy that this many years later. Uh, I mean, you talked about it earlier, Matthew. This is a decade or more after Police Story One, where Jackie's kind of bearing all. Uh, uh-huh. I don't, there's no way I'm doing this in front of a camera to at say, his age. But he's yeah. he's still in Crazy. stupidly good shape, so Yeah, for sure. Crazy. It's great. It's really funny. Yeah, and, and Jackson ends up, you know, pulling the uh the bug from his clothing and uh they kind of go off and he gives him like a mascot outfit he's, to wear. Yeah, he gives like the seal outfit <laughs> yeah. to to cover himself up. And it's really funny because they're having this very serious conversation you know revealing everything that happened but the whole time behind them is like just some wild kangaroos hopping around <laughs> it's great yeah i thought that was really funny <laughs> but jackson reveals that the people are tracking him and that they're actually like a crime syndicate they're not really you know russian intelligence and the last thing that choice says to him know, as he is... leaves is hey jackie Man. jackie you're a lousy singer <laughs> Which you know, Jackie multi platinum right. singer Jackie Chan. You know that was Jackie's idea that line. I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> but he's That's like, funny. "Come on, Jackson, that yeah. we're trying to buddy up here." So Jackie finds the finds the Russian guys and says, basically, like, "I'm out. Like, I 
I track down your person, so like we're done. I'll write up a report, and, and that'll and, be the end of it. And that scene is hilarious too because he comes at them in that <laughs> mascot outfit. He's waddling towards <laughs> them, but he looks mad as hell. <laughs> yeah, he's he's very serious look in his face, very serious conversation while wearing this goofy seal outfit. Right. I won't really mince good. words. It's also cool how uh, he's able to dial his cell phone like. Just <laughs> oh, like with, a pro, with the seal with suit on. Yeah. And, yeah, that's yeah. good. He didn't need the dialing wand. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta call the plant and warn him. The fingers you have used to dial are too fat. To obtain a special dialing wand, please mash the keypad with your palm now. <laughs> the the next scene is him. He's pretty much done, so he's all dressed up and ready to leave. And in his hotel room and the doorbell rings and he opens a door and he's <laughs> looking forward and his whole view is obscured and he realizes that there's a gigantic man standing in the doorway yeah. <laughs> so he looks yeah, up and... and he just gets like a huge front kick and he like flies mm-hmm. through a glass pane and th- yeah. yeah what you see is uh yeah, yeah. welcome back to the show nathan yeah. jones yeah. and actually we this is in, uh, fearless yeah his film debut is in this movie. that's right that's right yep so and he is looking 90s as hell in this yeah. like he's got this bleach blonde super short like flat top going on with this super baggy suit with these huge shoulder pads and i mean that's the weird th- it's like his trapezoids are just kind of crazy as it is and it's just yeah couldn't you take the shoulder pads out of this suit it's it's he just looks like a brick at this and the other dude his like henchman yeah he looks uh, like that too he's pretty big too it's crazy i just almost has like a i don't know it's like a total recall or some kind of like super stylized costume design that's almost yeah. yeah it's almost surreal yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy. I just can't believe that these dudes are gigantic and they couldn't find a suit that fit them. Like, they, uh, not. I mean, I should say a suit that's From that so direction, big. It's like, too big. Yeah, it's too big. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, but yeah. this scene and is Nick great. Jones and he's his film debut. Of course, we mentioned the Fearless. He is a Australian wrestler, so that's why it's kind of funny that he's dubbed over by this very broad Russian sounding uh, guy. <laughs> Yeah, but this is a this is a great yeah. sequence. This whole oh, yeah. thing in the hotel room. I mean, mm. uh, Jackie yeah. using his environment in every possible way, uh, getting confused by the windows, and it, it's funny. It's one of those things. I, I I imagine like if you or I would go into that hotel room, it's like, oh, what a cool view. But for Jackie, he's like, there's too many windows. It's like <laughs> he's clearly like he kind of uses this sequence to kind of almost elaborate on that. I don't know. It's it's amazing and then they end up going there's there's a great beat where because jackie had bumped his head on one window and then he's about to roll through what he thinks is an open window and he just stops to make sure um that's awesome and then there's there's this pool outside of the room um it's one of my favorite little stunts he's doing like a run around the table kind of a thing Mm -hmm. and when the guy tries to run around there's like one little floaty thing in this little pool and jackie basically like jesus christ's his way yeah yeah he just (laughs) like runs like runs over the water yeah and it's like in once like i don't know how it works um and you can see he trips up whenever he yeah it's like he has one foot on that and then yeah it's it's awesome it's it's a pretty incredible it's great 
so like it took us about 20 some episodes to compare jackie chan to jesus jackie chan, christ one jc to another <laughs> oh dude so. it's great <laughs> it all connects man <laughs> uh, oh man so good, no, I, so good. Dude, yeah that was not i was not meant to blaspheme no nah. no it's it's fine i think it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but so they're chasing him and uh the one guy's like, get him, and he's like, this guy can move like a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Yeah. And then they even do, like, here's another thing where I was, like, talking about how it's almost like a cartoon where he's kind of trapped in a dead end, and you see the goons walk by, but there's, like, a, a lawn umbrella, you know, and they open it up, and Jackie's hiding in the umbrella. <laughs> yeah. And they do the straight-up Looney Tunes, like, fight cloud underneath the yeah, umbrella. Where yeah, yeah. You just see the umbrella, and you hear a bunch of punching, great. and then Jackie, like, crawls out underneath it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's too. And then Jackie again. ends up getting kind of to the the outside of the windows of this like skyscrapy hotel, and he jumps down to like a platform that's like between two of the stories, I think. Yeah, boy, it's scary. Uh, Stanley Tong's oh. great at like pointing the camera down and kind of terrifying you mm-hmm. with all of this. Yeah. But yeah, you've got a henchman on either side, and there's a great little moment like Jackie's just kind of sitting there, uh, trying to take a break, and said, "Yeah, come, come on, get me." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the guy starts to take out his gun, and he's like, oh, gotta move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jackie's reaction face to that is really mm-hmm. good. <laughs> yeah. So he he crawls down and ends up in just a, some other person's apartment. Oh, my and... gosh. This is this is my favorite part of the movie. Like, yeah. I, of course, the ladder fight should be my favorite part of the movie. But <laughs> when he's breathlessly, like, running through and says, I'm the window cleaner. I'm just, yeah. oh, my gosh. I love it so much. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah he says to, like, a, a woman who's taking a bath on the window cleaner. And then runs through. He steals, like, a he steals a jacket yeah, he... from the... He's like, no, this from... will turn out hand. It's like that, yeah, the signature yellow jacket of the movie. Yeah, that we see in the movie. And then her sort and... of deadbeat husband comes in. And he's like, I'm, I'm the dry cleaner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, very cool. Oh, it's so. Cool. And I love the then the husband's just like, who are you? Huh? Uh, I'm the dry cleaner. Dry cleaner. Anna. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's another thing in. In the Hong Kong version, that scene goes on a little bit longer, but I think the cut in First Strike is just perfect. Mm. Where it's like nice, just the perfect nice. length of time of like, what have you been up to, honey? And then just goes to the next scene. Oh, cool. Oh, so that, that husband like kind of milks The husband and the wife more. like have like a little back and forth where like, well, he said he was this thing. Well, he told oh, me he gotcha. was this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Always explain your joke, folks. That's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now Jackie's out on the street and- this is a good, great bit with like a a hobo where he's trying to, oh, yeah, um, I love that. he's trying to find a place to to sleep. So he goes like this stoop, and the guy says, "Hey, is my spot?" And goes over to the next little stoop. Says, "Is this taken?" Says, nah, he's on vacation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then the on whole, a vacation like, from uh, being a hobo, banging on the wall to like cut yeah, the light, yeah, out get the so light off. Sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, we but, cut to this. Oh, sorry, go for it. Yeah, basically what happens is that, you know, he's on the run. And what happens in the middle of this is there's a kind of a hospital scene where uh, you end up seeing uh, Gregor, right? Is that his name? Gregor? The 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 FSB villain. And, yeah, uh, I think it's yeah, Gregor. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, Gregor Yegorov, I believe his name is. And um, 
it's funny because he's like in disguise as Jackie in this scene, yeah. but you see it in the dark. So you don't really get a good view of him in that way, but you can see his mustache is shaved off and he kind of has the same like kind of shaped hair and the, the light blue and outfit the suits, like, yeah, that he somewhere. was wearing. Yeah. Yep. So then uh, after this, uh, you realize that yeah, he ended up murdering uh, Annie's father and, and Choi's father. And uh, so now Jackie's a wanted man. And the, the next day we see Jackie's trying to get some food. Uh, that's another, that's actually a, probably a good three, two, three minutes of the movie that they cut out where uh, Jackie is basically kind of not paying. Oh, right. He's, he's asking like going for money. People asking for money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we see Jackie getting some food and there's this huge TV in the background that's just saying like, like oh, wanted, there's this wanted yeah. man named Jackie and he's just because great reactions going on yeah so then jackie realizes this and he knows that there's going to be a like a funeral so he has to kind of make his way over to the funeral to prove his innocence Mm -hmm. and this is when we get that really iconic shot of jackie kind of scaling down the wall uh Mm -hmm. you know with his back to the wall and his uh feet like on a like a yellow coat and yeah what stanley does with the camera Oh, it's kind great. Of this, yeah, like the, the contrary motion of Jackie coming down. Oh, dude, it's so it's. And I know Matthew, you've already made a, a gif of that. Yeah, I already made a gif of it. And all. It is beautiful. We, uh, yeah, you, you know what's so probably cool? already tweeted it out. So oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's so cool about how uh, they kind of set up this little beat here is we opened like in these almost kind of like the Alps or something like in these snowy mountains and Jackie's just looking for a coat and doesn't have any kind of coat. (laughs) And it's not like he's cold in Australia or anything, but somehow that stuck with you enough where you want him to have a winter coat. Um, But it it doesn't really make sense, but it's great for him. Like for some of these stunts that he has padding that's like organic to the character. Yeah. 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 And even that's even that slide down that, kind of would only work with the coat um Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. i don't know it's it's really great just like how how integrated those elements Mm -hmm. are you know in this in this movie i mean it's in my notes i wrote that it's like a winter game of death outfit (laughs) oh totally totally. i was totally thinking game of death because it's the the yellow and black yeah uh yeah yeah yeah, it's game of death took place on a on a snowy mountain (laughs) which i don't know maybe one of the cuts it does yeah who knows (laughs) um we'll get there uh, but Jackie goes in and they're all like getting prepared for this big like funeral kind of parade thing with a lot of like a lion dance and dragon dance and all that kind of stuff. And you know, all the guys are like, oh, that's Jackie. He's, you know, he's the one that killed Uncle Seven. And he, you know, of course, he's like, no, I didn't do it. And he doesn't say the great Jackie Chan, you know, I don't want no trouble, but <laughs> it's definitely that kind of philosophy. Nice. Um, it's true that's though. That's, that was yeah, kept waiting yeah. for him to say it. <laughs> totally. Yeah, that's uh, good. But yeah, this this whole sequence, man. I mean, yeah, this, this is whole the one. Man. Really, is incredible. Yeah, this, this is this, yeah, is, this the is the one. one. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I I mean, I remember back in the day watching this tape, and I would just watch this multiple times mm-hmm. and rewind and watch it again. And um, oh, perfect. Jackie and his mm-hmm. team, and it's funny because like it's kind of a smaller batch of the Jackie Chan stunt team in this movie, really. Yeah, really, the only recognizable faces that I could see were Alan Sit and Rocky. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. same here. And yeah. um, but the way they use the environment and it just 
the escalation of this fight. And of course, the most famous Mm -hmm. moment is as they get to the balcony of this building, there's some construction that's happening. And Mm -hmm. first of all, there's some cool fighting with brooms, almost as though they're like, you know, traditional Chinese like staff or something, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a great little sequence. But what I love about this fight is basically they explore every idea as fully as possible. And then they move on to another idea. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, Jackie yeah. gets his back up against the wall with the ladder. And what follows is anything that could humanly or superhumanly <laughs> be done with this ladder. With a ladder. Um, yeah. It's, it's Man, a weapon. I it's think, shelter. I think it's I had, everything. Oh. I think I had seen this particular part of the scene before, like maybe in like a reel of Jackie Chan. Oh, sure. Stunts. Sure. Because this is like this really is an incredible thing. You should should look up, and I'm sure you can find just this scene somewhere. But yeah, well, the stuff that he does with this ladder is incredible, and a good a good third of the NGs at the you know the outtakes at the end of the movie are the things not going yeah. going right with this ladder. That mm-hmm. diving Which, foot first it, mm-hmm. in between the crazy. Uh, but there's that one NG <sighs> where it's like the dive is a little bit rough, but he's okay. Um, but then uh-huh. he gets hit in the eye, like right after that, with the broom, yeah. broom handle. <laughs> yeah, and it's like that's what was really yeah dangerous. Mm-hmm. There really is are, so much to yeah. say. I mean, the the latter obviously is so good, but e- everything mm-hmm. you know, just Jackie, you know, against multiple assailants, like through this whole mm-hmm. fight, and he's never armed. He's anytime he has yeah. a weapon, it's because he's removed it from the people that he's fighting. And not only mm-hmm, that, totally. but he'll like literally like pass like his opponents a weapon so like there'll be a, there's like a shot of them with staffs and he grabs one from one guy and then he grabs another one so he's got two and then he kind of does like a soccer kick to pass it um you know to one of the people that he's fighting it's it's mm-hmm. so so good yeah. so good yeah and like marty say they use every square inch of this place you know wooden crates the balcony the scaffolding like everything gets it's time to shine in this fight sequence. It's mm. it's too good. And the one thing that I wanted to mention too is that I did look up the Hong Kong version of this fight, and there are a couple of extra shots of oh my gosh, Jackie really? trying to yeah, it's it's like he's trying to grab some of the staffs from the opponents, and there's this kind of funny shot of him kind of reaching, and they're all holding theirs. And um, but I actually kind of prefer the scoring for the american version yeah the scoring's really good it's, in this particular scene it's super good it's like kind of building like and there's like this kind of building tension to the musical mm-hmm. track and it's perfectly scored to the uh mm-hmm. pace of the fight it's it's a really unintuitive musical choice i think what like i, I hadn't yeah. really focused on it before mm-hmm. um there's a little bit of fun in games and kind of loopy percussion to it but like you guys are saying, it's like it's it's just the perfect complement. Uh, it yeah. doesn't necessarily describe what's happening on screen, but it mm-hmm. fills in all of the gaps of this sequence like just perfectly. And I'm guessing mm-hmm. people that have watched this a dozen times might have never even really noticed the the score. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's really working to kind of keep you emotionally uh, plugged in. It gets you really hyped. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. it's the the track itself almost sounds like it's from like a. I don't know, like uh, Carnival or something. You oh, know, it's sure, like sure. kind of got this like kind of really high energy kind of percussion percussion going on, and um, lots of 
yeah, lots of layers to it. The composer for the American film, his name is J. Peter Robinson, and he's done a ton of film scores, actually. Yeah. Um, and when I was looking into it, I was pretty it. surprised. He did The Wizard, you know, the, the video yeah. game movie. No. <laughs> yeah, he did Return of the Living Dead Part 2, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> he did Wayne's World, <laughs> which is crazy huh. to me, too. He did... Um, there's yeah, this... everything of the score in Wayne's World. <laughs> yeah, right. Actually, when I was looking through the list, it, it, it was like that, where it was like, these aren't scores that I really remember, but I'm really, these yeah. are movies that I remember in general. And yeah, yeah. he was a big part of it. Um, he, did he did the a score lot of TV to, work too, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's this really cheesy 80s uh, movie called The Wraith that I really like. It's like kind of like this car, like sci-fi kind of horror movie. And um, he did the scoring for that film. Oh, cool. The other thing that I noticed is... He was a member of this uh, fusion band called Brand X that I really like. That they're like a really early like jazz fusion band that actually have um, you know roots with Genesis like uh, Phil Collins and oh, oh, and stuff awesome. like that. And he was a member of the band for a couple of years. Actually, when I was first looking it up, I was like, oh my god, because. They recently in 2016 had like a reunion tour and I was at the first show because they played their first show here uh, in my hometown. And um, I was thinking for a second, like, oh, my God, did I like was I like one step away or two steps away from like (laughs) a Jackie Chan like connection with this guy? But he wasn't he wasn't in the lineup for that reunion tour. But I still think that that's really worth noting for this film and especially in this sequence, like. Yeah, there's some cues that, you know, there's like Jaws kind of cue in the film. And actually, I kind of feel like I've seen, I've heard that cue reused in like commercials or other things. There is a lot of really cheesy cues in this that sound kind of like sound library-ish, especially early on in the movie. Yeah, for sure. And um, the James Bond kind of ish like theme of the film itself. But um, yeah, that that Jaws cue and some of the dramatic cues in this film. I, I, I was almost I forgot to do a little bit of homework for this, but really like to link it to Tekken again. Not that Lei Wulong <laughs> and Jackie Chan this time, but I feel like in one of the Tekken games, there is an ending for a character that uses some of the music from this film. Here's a clip from Jin Kazama's ending from Tekken 3. And here's a snippet from Jackie Chan's first strike. I'm like the only guy that <laughs> that's yeah. meant to do stuff like that. Like no, the connection it's, it's, of this. It's like, cool to highlight that because we had Joel McNeely on the kind of localization of the last movie, but J. Peter Robinson did did a lot of uh, Jackie Chan uh, like localizing scores, yeah. like right. Uh, Rumble if you Rumble in the Bronx, and when eventually they released. Mm-hmm. The first two police story movies he did those and yeah yeah if you buy like you can still buy the score for this film it's kind of like a double uh score with this and rumble in the bronx so the you know the latter fight scene ends with jackson Choi coming in and saying you know hey jackie didn't do it and then and, and that kind of that kind of cuts it off there 
And I love and uh, hey Jackie, Jackie's... you're a lousy. Sorry, I'm so, I'm so bent out of shape about that. It's like, come on, man. But uh, a bit I love though is whenever Jackie is getting up to because he ends the fight by by sitting on the ladder, yeah. and whenever he gets up to go talk to Jackson, the ladder falls over, and all of the goons that were fighting just turn around and get ready to fight again, <laughs> and, and just just kind of stop and walk away again. It's cool. Yeah, that sitting. It's almost like he's the victor. Like. He yeah. has victory over the ladder. It's like there's a really mm. cool B-roll of Spielberg directing uh, a couple sequences in Raiders, including the drinking contest at Marion's mm-hmm. bar in Nepal. Mm. Mm-hmm. And he talks about like turning the shot glass over. It's like a trophy and like the way yeah. he slams it down. It's like Jackie sitting on that ladder is like that. It's yeah, like, it's like, it's like a I trophy. Got you. Yeah. Oh, I mm-hmm. love that. That's very cool. So Jackson explains that he was like he did work for the CIA, but then he got forced into being a like a double agent by the KGB because they had his girlfriend captive, and basically says like I kind of became a bad person now because I'm I'm after right. this briefcase of money um, in exchange for that warhead. And they have a legit flashback in the movie, and they like, do. Um, yeah, it's kind of nicely done, and no red filter mm-hmm. or anything. No red filter, yeah. <laughs> so we get to see the the funeral. We see the funeral service pretty briefly, and then this is huge like parade with like guys on stilts. This huge dragon dance, bunch of lion dance things, kind of remind me of uh, Dreadnought with the you know kind of Chinese opera stuff. Yeah, great stuff. And of course, this gets hijacked by the by the F- FSB guys again. Yeah, so Gregor's men end up kidnapping Annie. And um, they're kind of staking out the procession because, you know, they still need to get the information and, you know, the money or whatever. So they kind of get the tables turned on them, though, because Jackson's waiting for them in the coffin of his father in the middle of the procession. So they kind of trap Gregor in the middle of everything and everybody surrounds him. And, uh, and that's one of my favorite lines in the movie is yeah. that Gregor says share the same coffin with your father the coffin is for you yeah yeah i like that a lot because you know we both take notes right and our Mm. our notes lined up a lot (laughs) for this episode (laughs) yeah because i actually time stamped the little exchange oh you time stamped that too yeah so (laughs) that's funny (laughs) so we can grab that for later but oh that's funny yeah it's a very cool exchange between the two guys Mm -hmm. (laughs) but he's got Uh, like gregor's got like snipers uh, waiting uh, mm-hmm. in like these kind of uh, parking structures surrounding everything and everything really goes south and Jackie's actually in disguise as one of the stilts uh, processionists and um, yeah that's really cool to see Jackie Chan running around in stilts and he gets to do this mm-hmm. great yeah. uh, uh, roundhouse kick to one of the <laughs> yeah. the goons that's holding Annie that's pretty awesome and probably the roughest bits is whenever because he he gets a hold of Annie and, and is trying to escape with her. And one of the people is trying to take Annie away and he puts one of the stilts in a, like a trash bin yeah. and just flings it at the guy. Yeah. And like that's one of the most painful looking stunts I've seen in, in these movies. Yeah. Yeah. Because like it's crazy. Like we said before, you know, I, I don't know what it feels like to get shot or stabbed, but you know, getting hit by this big heavy object like a like a trash can. Like I know I know what that feels like. And so. it's yeah, it's totally. a perfectly placed 
shot too it's one of those mm-hmm. things where you know you see jackie chan retrying a stunt like 50 times or 60 times mm-hmm. you can just imagine him you know in stilts trying to kick that you know trash bin perfectly to hit that guy and the the take that they got on film is literally perfect because he hits him right yeah. in the face <laughs> yeah yeah and shortly before that it's kind of there's kind of a sad shot of rocky lie getting like shivved by one of gregor's uh, <laughs> yeah. goons the guy pulls out a knife and stabs him and annie's on the run it's pretty sad oh, Rocky, <laughs> poor rocky i can't i can't remember if we see rocky again in the movie like in like as another yeah i don't know stunt person or something but i'm not sure but the other thing that is there one of gregor's goons he's kind of got a mustache and kind of a pompadour this dude is actually a pretty proficient fighter he's like a a big westerner and um those kicks wow yeah you see him kicking really nice and he gets Mm. to do a sweep kick to a dude on stilts which is i can imagine a dream (laughs) for a lot of people yeah yeah (laughs) someone has to knock these stilts guys down a, yeah down that's right pick. i'm sure a lot of stunts in these movies are stunts that jackie chan the stunt people just saw that stuff all the time were like "Ooh, i'd love to sweep the legs of a yeah. person on stuff totally totally like yeah just jackie chan living it you know living these dreams up he's like i've always mm-hmm. wanted to be on a submarine <laughs> so it's like yeah. all right next movie <laughs> right. here's a submarine i guess submarine why not yep <laughs> uh so they get uh they get away and we get to see Uncle Bill one more time. Or I guess we get to see him at the very, very end. But Jackie Chuck calls him up, and you know they're basically saying like, "Hey, you know, we're I've I've talked to the people here. We're gonna you know get you out and like get your name cleared and everything." But Annie is has to go and get the the warhead that she hit underwater, and this kind of sets us up for the for the final final fight where Jackie faces off with that same guy that we were talking about a second ago. Right, isn't the same guy? Yeah, the, it's the, the same dude. Yeah. The mustache. Yeah. Kind of looks like uh, John Oates a little bit. Yeah, for sure. What's um, cool is, like, Jackie clearly gave this dude acting lessons. I think you know what I'm talking about. Like, there's a yeah. kind of how he meets his end. Like, yeah, for sure. Coming up in sure. a couple of minutes. It's, like, oh, a yeah. very specific, like, Jackie kind of facial take mm-hmm. for... Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so they're fighting in the what was the name of the complex? Waterworld. Underwater, Underwater world. Underwater. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yep. Kevin Costner. Um, You're right. Right. <laughs> and yeah, so they're fighting kind of behind the scenes of this facility, and there are these tanks, and like one of them says like danger or something. Yeah, it's like toxic animals or something. <laughs> right. And enter. so it's like there's maybe there's like eels or octopi or something mm-hmm. in these. And yeah, this is a great little, great little moment because Jackie really looks kind of outmatched by this guy. He's just physically mm-hmm. so big. And like you were saying, Carlos, his kicks are really impressive. And mm-hmm. it's nice getting some of this, this kind of like, you know, one-on-one fighting because it is a little bit more rare as you get later into Jackie's uh, career. Yeah. Um, and honestly, yeah, this is one of those sequences where I'm like, man, just give me like three more minutes of them fighting because like, mm-hmm. like you can tell that there's a lot of potential behind this matchup i really yeah. like like even just the beginning of it where jackie's kind of running around trying to find stuff and he's kind of snooping around and jackie realizes that he's behind him and he kind of walks a little bit forward and does like a back kick but he's like five uh, but he feet completely misses yeah, he's yeah. Like five feet yeah. farther than he should be he's great and then, so yeah, but, Jackie's but, reaction. Yeah, but the way that, that Jackie finally finishes him off is Jackie falls into one of those toxic, I mean, they look like bathtubs right, uh, full right. of animals. And he falls into one, and when he gets out, Jackie can't move his leg and has to like drag it because he has these big sea urchin looking things on it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then the dude who also fell into one comes out and he st- he starts walking all weird and yeah. stuff. And we see behind him, Jackie has like two of these things on his leg. The guy has like 20 on his back. Yeah, these like weechy <laughs> stickery things. And yeah, the dude is yeah. like pulling all these like faces and it's like really mm-hmm. goofy. But it's, there's something about it that's like super Hong Kong and super Jackie Chan where, mm-hmm. I don't know, you can just picture on set like the guy not giving jackie or stanley what they wanted and jackie kind of coaching him and like yep. how to play the comedy here i don't know i think it it's mm-hmm. it's kind of charming like because i can't like separate that but i don't know i don't know if it's the best advice for this particular guy like he's he's trying but i don't know I, it's gonna i love it i think it's great <laughs> oh yeah and the guy even does some goofy faces when the other goons come in and and like they're acting like where did Jackie go? And he just right, I don't know right. he he really plays it off really well, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is nice. It's good to see. Yeah, he's know, super the, game, which is awesome. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, now we get the scuba fight. <laughs> and I wrote down that this whole little sequence, uh, all the other people have actual you know like uh, air tanks and masks on, but Jackie just has a mask on and. It almost feels like a like a video game where like you have to find like bubbles to get air while you're underwater. Oh, Dude, I, I yeah, but, totally. I totally wrote that in yeah. my notes too. Like cue the sonic drowning music cuz yeah. yeah, that's yeah. all you're thinking yeah. of the whole time. One of the most yeah, yeah. anxiety uh, like it just you, you want to die hearing that music. <laughs> yeah, and then it goes <laughs> But yeah, so all this oh, well, the goons I have their scuba outfits on and there's some funny like kind of underwater fighting which is always really funny to me because that's yeah. that's another thing that's kind of like a touchstone like for me as a kid like i mean i don't know i'm puerto rican so in puerto rico you know swimming around you play fight because you can do all like the cool oh, yeah, you can cool you can pretend to be goku when you're underwater yeah and you're yeah. in slow motion yeah. kind of naturally yeah yep. yeah and everything's oh, yeah, a lot totally. lighter like you can't really hurt each mm-hmm. other and stuff like that so yeah it's really cool oh, yeah. to see this you know you kind of suspend your disbelief seeing like mm-hmm. these scenes where they're fighting because you know it's like can you really hurt each other doing like these goofy yeah. kicks doing you know stuff like that but uh you also yeah. get to see this the sharks again so mm-hmm. um there's a lot of like animatronics in this scene and actually i looked into that and um let me see what was it john cox creature shop is the the studio that oh nice provided these uh was that like uh, an Australian? Yeah, yeah. So, and they've cool. got some pretty, some crediting too, like Babe. Like yeah, I was the, gonna ask, what else did they do? Yeah, they did Babe. They did. Um, oh, nice. Dang, some Disney movies too. Uh, I forget right now, but yeah, they had a, a little bit of an extensive like crediting. They also made like a really cool replica of the Mach Five from Speed Racer. They have Ooh, a lot oh, of pictures awesome. on their website of that too. But yeah, so you get to see this like animatronic shark like eating up dudes, and um, they kind of do some kind of goofy cartoon stuff too, where like a dude will shoot yeah. a harpoon out, and then like it'll go into like this un like like, like a, a grotto, like a ship yeah. or something, yeah. yeah. And then you see him get pulled all the way across the aquarium mm-hmm. into it and they're like oh my god like did he get killed the other thing i really like yeah. too is like with all the back and forth there's a thug that ends up having holding a knife and there's a whole gag where you know if you get cut you don't want the 
the shark to mm-hmm. you know taste blood because then you know he'll want to kill you he's so. gonna come after you <laughs> so jackie like, like holds the thumb his thumb in his mouth his thumb in his mouth yeah and then he turns the the tables on the guy mm-hmm. and he cuts his thumb so mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty one funny. of my favorite bits is jackie at one point points behind a guy gets him to turn around so he can take a breath from his his mask and then the shark actually appears behind Jackie and the yeah. guy's pointing behind him and Jackie's shaking his head no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. That's oh, and I also love that they have they kind of cut away to uh, some of the onlookers. Like, yeah, and they're like, oh, is this a new show? This, yeah, so cool. So, I don't know. It's fun the way they, they juggle that and I think that's mm-hmm. handled really well. I also really like the sound design here. They kind of roll off the top end just a little bit with to the normal kind of kick and punch sounds kind of mm. helping to kind of sell the underwater thing a, a little bit. I mean, imagine the real, the real thing probably wouldn't be all that noisy, but it's yeah, well, it's, yeah but it's great. Is that it adds to it. So totally. So the, the other goons decide the best way to, to resolve this is to take a shotgun to the glass, holding the water in and, just completely flood this other room. This is why you don't want and, too many goons like hanging around you. They, yeah, they just want to shoot stuff and yeah, for <laughs> sure, man. <laughs> but it's it's such a cool like slow mo shot of the water just rushing in. And now again, obviously, I don't know how they do things there. I'm pretty sure places wouldn't have glass that was that thin, right. holding that much water. That's that's what I, I was writing in my notes. Like one. Yeah, it's got to be super thick glass for yeah. an aquarium like that. Yeah. Two, he's got a shotgun, but he runs all the way to the other side of the room. How effective can a shotgun blast yeah. be from across the room to, I I mean, I mean whatever. It's, it's a movie. pretty effective. But yeah. Yes, it's a movie. But it's not, um, yeah. <laughs> but it does, it does give the other people, like all the onlookers, a chance to, to run away. And the the goons get Annie and the warhead, and which is kind of like disguised inside of a like it looks like a scuba tank. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I love as Jackie's trying to run away, the shark shows up again, and he yeah. like like throws like a life preserver on it to try to <laughs> block its jaws. Yeah, man. so goofy. Jackie one shark zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does not put a scuba tank and blow up the shark, unfortunately. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, I al- right. I also love like the stunt of Jackie just like walking through the the, the high pressure water. water. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Yep. And then I love how whenever he gets outside, his shirt is perfectly dry. Right. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like you put on a new Australian white shirt. Got out. Yeah, yep. that's great. And he yeah, was, that's true. He that's was true. running really fast too, so that yeah. helps. Really, really fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is the final kind of stunt of the film mm-hmm. where uh Gregor's hopping on a small boat and he's got Annie with him and the tank and Jackie in desperation's running trying to get to them and they're making their way out of a dock, but you see nearby that there's like kind of like a car show going on and yeah. um obviously you see Mitsubishi, a ton of yeah. Mitsubishi banners yeah. everywhere. Oh yeah. And he hops into a car and he uses the display ramps as like a launch to drive the car up into the air and into the boat, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Very, very, very crazy. Yeah, the second movie in a row where he's jumped into a cool small red car and, and done a cool stunt. Yeah, right. You'll find that a lot in like in Rumble in the Bronx too. At the end yeah. of that he hops into like a Kuntak with like Yeah, this a... whole ending sequence has yeah, very reminiscent of Rumble. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And um 
you know me, I looked up the car, right? So it's a 1994 yeah. oh, Mitsubishi FTO. Uh, oh, cool. That's what he's using in that scene. Oh, that's awesome. And it's there's a great shot where he's doing this like whip turn like right in front of the camera and like kind of uh, makes it like hits his mark. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> he's driving a car perfectly. And it's funny. This mm-hmm. is one of the first shots in the uh, the trailer for uh, mm-hmm. the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, it's just just maybe awesome. one of the last shots of the movie. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and he ramps off into this like yacht thing and and stops the bad guys. And the very final shot of the movie is the actual Russian government and police people saying that you know these criminals are you know bring shame to the country and do honors to to Jackie and shake his hand and stuff. And we get a freeze frame. We haven't had a good freeze frame in a minute. Oh, yeah, yeah is, that's right. Is this our there first, like, 90s freeze frame, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where Uncle Bill's with him and, and says, like, I'm expecting a, you know, a simple but thorough report by tomorrow. And now, Jack is like, what? I'm curious, is is that... Is that the is it the same gist in Cantonese? Because it seems like a little bit of a soft like button. Yeah, it, it's it's similar similar enough that I didn't write down gotcha, what it was. Gotcha. But that seems a little bit different in the the Hong Kong version. But it's just I don't think there's a freeze frame, which is kind of weird that the Hong Kong version doesn't have the freeze frame, and it's just in a little bit different of an order. But it's pretty okay, much the gotcha. same. But what is different is in the Hong Kong version. During the credits, we get a 90s fied version of the police story theme, yeah. like from the first two movies. Very cool. Which is That's so, so cool. cool. And it was really great to hear that as a really good and bookend. I'm trying to say. Bookend. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really good bookend for this for the series <laughs> uh, to hear that. Yeah, and it sounds like a new performance from, from Jackie. And it's, def- mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely a, a 90s ish backing track yeah. and everything. Yeah. Because, yeah, uh, you'd be forgiven for kind of forgetting that this might be a police story movie. You know, once mm-hmm. we get into the thick of the action, it's just, it's kind of classic Jackie Chan or whatever. But, yeah, that's, I, I don't know, I think that was so, so cool. I, I don't know if there are ever great. any attempts to, like, uh, translate the song into English, but that would be, that would have been really neat. There is a like Japanese that. version that I encountered that Jackie Ooh. sings. Neat. It's cool. It's cool. It's different. It's a little... It kind of loses the energy of the original version, but it's still kind of cool to hear that. And then the movie's over, and we get to see some great NGs at the end. The What do you say is no goods? Yeah, no goods. There's no good. <laughs> um, and but these no goods are real good. Especially, and I, I know good. you love all the, like... Um, it's like SeaWorld stuff with Jackie. It's, it's like the happiest you'll ever see him. It's so yeah. Weird. There's this amazing bit where Jackie is like, you know, just there's a like a shark swimming by. And he just has his hand on the shark, feeling like the fin, and then he has just this this childlike wonder on his face as after he does it. It's just it's so like pure, you know. Yeah, yeah. for it's sure. It's great. I could totally watch like a nature show hosted by Jackie. Oh just my him gosh, that like would be so talking good. about animals and meeting mm-hmm. animals. It'd be awesome. And but that's the that's the movie. That's Police Story Four. Um I really enjoy the movie a lot. Uh again, I love how how quick it is and I think it would be remiss of us if we didn't do the obligatory rankings of the movies. Oh, so, man. Whoa. God, somehow so, I didn't see this 
coming. This is great, <laughs> yeah, though. Dang, this. let me... Well, what do you guys think about it? My, It's really hard for me to choose between the first two for number one spot. And all these movies are great, so don't don't ever think that we're saying that any of these are, are bad. Sure, sure. They're all amazing. But I would probably um, say probably two, one, three, then four. Because oh, I really like four a lot. Yeah. But uh, I feel like... Three is just such like an explosive, you know, literally movie in a lot of ways, yeah. and I love Michelle Yeoh, so it's kind of hard to beat that. Mm. So, hmm, <laughs> I feel in a lot of ways this movie is like kind of like comfort food to me because I've seen it so many oh, times. Yeah. I gotcha, and you know, like I think like minute for minute the action isn't as strong as other movies, like fighting, I should say. Um, Okay, here's what I'm going to do. <laughs> okay, my order. One, three, four, two. Oh my gosh, really? that's the exact same order. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I that's how I feel. That uh, There you go. Yeah, I think so. One is just too good to me. It's it's everything, you know? Mm. And um three is just so cool in so many ways. Four, like I said, comfort. Two, I really like two. And, and, you know, ranking these doesn't mean we don't like some of them, right? But mm-hmm. I, that's, that's, that's my order. And that's, that's what I'm sticking with. And I, right. I encourage, too, our listeners, too, if you guys have a preference, please share that with us. That'd be a oh, lot yeah. of fun to know. hear how you guys feel. Yeah, totally. totally. What are some of the most giftable moments for you? I think I'm definitely going to post the, the him going down with the, down the pole. Um, like you, you know what I'm talking about, where he's smooth, yeah, yeah, yeah. smoothly going down, smooth criminal. Um, I mean, and I, and I love that the ng of him smiling at the with the, the shark. shark. Yeah, I think mm. uh, when he's wearing the seal hat and his head pops up, that great little <laughs> yeah, thing. that's really good. Um, honestly, the the, uh, so the thing that happened towards the end that that car like making that sharp turn and oh, turn man. In the frame that's pretty great. Yeah, yep. it's really um, good. I mean, you got to have something with the ladder, but it's so difficult to pick like the right five seconds. Yeah, he, you know, you, just, you can't make a gif of just that entire scene. So I um, think that there's a um, yeah, there's a sequence in the middle of that fight where Jackie's like, like, there's like three dudes stabbing at him with staffs at the same time, yeah. and he's dodging all of them, and he's kind of to the left of the screen, and yeah. he kind of falls back, and they're kind of rushing towards him. I think that that little moment of action would be great in a GIF. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that's that's my pick. Yeah, I mean, the latter one. stuff, obviously, obviously. But, the, you know, that mm-hmm. that little segment captures the energy of that fight sequence to me really mm-hmm. well. That's so true. Totally. Oh, I think, I think my vote might actually be that when the big goons are in his hotel room and he's checking to see if the window is really there in the <laughs> room, and then, like, rolls through it, it's... I that's a good one. Yeah, that's that's really good. Man, this has been so much fun to revisit oh, these films. Oh, too much and fun, Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun, like, you know, mm-hmm. talking to each other and digging in. You know, like, I've always loved these movies, but I really haven't taken almost like a hobbyist look at these films. And I've been having a blast with this. So. Oh, yeah. Very, so very fun. It. I'm glad oh, that you really like, like these too, Matthew. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Well, and it's also like using i guess kind of focusing on police story uh you end up like navigating through such a critical part of jackie chan's career Mm -hmm. 
I feel like you're just so well situated. And I, and I don't know, we're only like 21 episodes in Matthew, but I feel like, mm. I mean, your hero's journey. I mean, you're already <laughs> like high on the mountain, you know, like, I mean, do, do you feel that way where you, you kind of feel sort of situated in like the tradition of these movies? I mean, like, I feel like I, I, I get them, but it definitely like there's still so many amazing things that we haven't gotten to. Oh, totally. um, including our the next arc that we'll talk about in, in a little bit. Uh, I've yeah, I've been enjoying these a ton. And again, like I always loved these kind of, you know, cornball action movies and shows from the from the 80s and 90s. So it's really cool seeing that done just on a really, you know, a different level. And I was really excited after we watched Yes, Madam all those episodes ago to kind of dive more into that more modern crime drama. Mm. So it's cool to look at these. Yeah, for sure. So we should probably touch real briefly on the other police story movies that we won't be talking about, at least not at this time. And you guys are more familiar with them. So now the actually, next one is... Yeah, and I, I've only seen the the next one, which was kind of like the first attempt at a reboot, which yeah. was titled New Police Story, which yeah, I, I think, think is, we're I think is a, strong, a strong movie. Yeah, um, I did. I liked it. I did. And, and it kind of has almost, if I remember right, it kind of feels like a passing of the torch or kind of like, a, you know, he's not going to be doing these anymore. And yeah. um, there's... Two more after that, aren't there? Or one more? Oh, I, think I just knew about the one. one I think there's one just more. one that, yeah. that Jackie's in, which is, I think, titled Police Story 2013. Yeah, or um, Lockdown. Or Police Story Lockdown. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the one that I saw. Uh, I, think I have that, no idea. So It may, I wonder if it still is. It was on It was on Netflix right. somewhat recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, so, no opinions there, so. Yeah, but that's cool totally. that New Police Story is, is, a, is a totally decent movie, because I could totally see a reboot going pretty downhill yeah it's interesting there was a i i kind of like that brief period of time um like you know hong kong is like absorbed into mainland china but no Mm -hmm. one really kind of knows what it means and production value is like still going up and there's some there's some really nice movies in that period like the early 2000s it just didn't didn't last very long sadly Mm. um, yeah i think that i remember us mentioning i don't know if it was on the podcast or not but rob b hood is is another, yeah, Robin Hood's a great movie. I Jackie's think. later movies mm-hmm. that I really like. And I think, if I remember correctly, in Lockdown or 2013, was it? I don't even believe he's playing as Kakui. I think that he's another, he's playing a different role in that film. Oh, I think you, I think you might be right. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to check out more about us, then you can find our Facebook page called Heroes 3 Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Heroes, the number three podcast. Thank you so much to anyone coming to this from the Kung Fu Cinema subreddit. If you have any comments, feel free to leave them on the Reddit post or the blog post or wherever. Leave us reviews on iTunes or whatever podcast thing you listen to. So our plans for the next arc is to be looking at some films by Lao Garlung, and that includes the 36 Chamber of Shaolin and a few other uh, Shaw Brothers movies from the, um, like, what, the 670s, something like that. Yeah, kind of the golden and, age period, like the late 70s, and then we'll dip a little bit into the early 80s, I think. Yeah, but first, uh, we have a little special kind of weird episode for, for next time. So Marty, what's our training for next week? Yeah, so we've enjoyed kind of cleansing the palate by taking little detours between our arcs and exploring other kinds of Asian cinema where we can. Uh, 
we've kind of talked about it almost from the beginning that it'd be really neat to look at some Bollywood action movies. And so let's just do it. We're going to, going to try it. (laughs) Um, The movie we're going to watch uh, is somewhat recent. It's from 2010. It's called Endiran, which uh, literally means robot. This has some kind of internet gold, like meme. As I'd say, you've probably seen a gif or two from this movie. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of nuts. So it's yeah, interesting movie actually. My wife and I saw it in the theater when it when it came out. So yeah, it's and it's also um a musical, you know, in the tradition of a lot of great Bollywood films and music by the legendary uh Oscar winning A.R. Rahman. So great soundtrack and you know, at one point there was and I can't verify it, but uh, Yuan Wuping was attached to this production in some in some form. Uh, there isn't a lot of hand to hand combat per se, so I don't know what the extent of that was. But anyways, this yeah movie is crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll 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 get into it, but it'll definitely um, kind of yeah. cleanse the palate. I'm super yep. excited for us to yeah, do I something weird like this. It's, and we'll it's have to do something where like it'll maybe be a little less recappy because um, some yes, of you might know Bollywood like, yeah, movies Bollywood are long. Movies really long so. We could maybe just focus on like the big like action sequences yeah. or the songs. Oh, you know, we can yeah, kind of just bullet great. point it. Um, I'm also really excited to have to do artwork for this episode. Oh, <laughs> that'd be so cool! <laughs> yeah, that'd be nuts. <laughs> Well, until next week, where we're looking at Intheron, I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Remember your training. Heroes 3 is part of the Mercado Brothers Podcast Network.